You're listening to Semper Reform on the Radio, where the Bible alone and the Bible in its entirety is applied to all of life. There are many people who do not want to hear the truth because it will shake up the false hope they have that they're going into heaven when indeed they are not. Christ is our King. Scripture is our law. Scripture and the laws of our country now collide head on. Now, just to make it clear, we don't bow down to Caesar. So what does Paul do when he gets his big shot at the Areopagus? Watch him. Now, not only has Paul not compromised in order to get here, but once he's here, he says, your worldview is wrong, your philosophy is wrong, it's not just wrong, it's an affront to God, you ought to know better, you're in sin. But the good news is, God has extended to you an opportunity to repent. All right, welcome everybody to our podcast. This is Semper Reformanda Radio. My name is Tim, and I am in the house today with Joseph Rios. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the Disney movie and just trying to tackle it from a a biblical worldview. But first, I wanted to uh, start off with this. I, I, I was talking to a friend about uh, New Covenant Theology this week, and this is something that I've seen quite a bit, I think, from New Covenant Theologians, and I I guess I would say that I've spoken to about 20 New Covenant Theologians, and uh, this is is kind of interesting because I guess it just depends on who you talk to. I had a conversation with Dustin Seegers a while back, and we were talking about sanctification, and I asked him what their view on sanctification was, and he said that it was basically the same thing as uh, what a Reformed Baptist would believe. But then I was talking to another individual, and he was saying that covenant theologians believe that we're sanctified by the law, and that that's wrong. And uh, I, I tried to draw him out a little bit about it, but he was under the impression that we're sanctified by law-keeping. And... I remember this came up earlier in our conversations with uh, the guys from Conversations from the Porch, and I'm not necessarily wanting to even tackle what what they may or may not believe because I'm not really sure what they would say about this. But I remember that we had um, that we had uh, we had a quote from John Reisinger, and uh, I just want to read this real fast. It says, "Let us not make the same mistake that the that the reformers made." They thoroughly reformed the gospel message of justification by faith, but failed to reform some other doctrines. They threw out justification by the works of the law, but held to sanctification by the law. And I'm not really sure what they mean by sanctification by the law. All I know is that the New Covenant theologian that I was speaking to, my friend uh, who I was speaking to, was under the impression that Covenant theology holds that we are sanctified by law keeping, and that is something that we that, that covenant theology actually rejects. And so I just wanted to tackle that, sort of set the record straight. There's a really good quote from John Robbins from an article titled "The Gospel According to John MacArthur," and in it he touches on the issue of sanctification, and uh, he says, "quote." It is also the Protestant and biblical position that sanctification does not consist of good works, but is the progressive moral cleansing accomplished by God through his truth. Quote, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth, end quote. And that's uh, from John 17. Sanctification, no less than justification and regeneration, is an act of God. Whatever good works we do are predestined by God and are the result of our justification and our sanctification, not the cause. We do not become good by practicing good deeds, as 
Aristotle taught, we do some good deeds because we have been declared legally righteous in justification and made partially good in sanctification. We work out only because God has already justified and sanctified us. So the the position, and I just want to throw this out there, uh, if any New Covenant theologians would like to engage on this, that's fine. But uh, from what I from what I understand, that is not the view of covenant theology. We we are not sanctified by the uh, by keeping the law. We we're sanctified by the law in, in the sense that it is it is the word of God and uh, it it sanctifies us to to read it and to I mean you, you're actually sanctified by reading any part of of the Bible. And this is what uh, Jesus meant when he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So we're sanctified by the word of God. And that's uh, basically renewing our mind in in the light of uh, God's word, that we are progressively becoming more and more like Christ. We're, we're progressively learning to think and act more and more like Christ. Uh, and, and so that, that sort of leads us into our discussion today about the the whole Disney debacle because we we should be striving to continue to be to being sanctified by the the truth sanctified by the word of god learning how to think like christ and so joseph let me ask you first uh do you have anything to to say to what i just what i just uh, laid out no it's pretty straightforward um i, I actually agree completely with what you said i don't feel like i can add a whole lot to it Okay. Well, so Joseph, let's go ahead and do this. You and I were were talking and and we had a conversation with Carlos about last week. And uh, to be honest with you, I I really didn't even want to talk about Disney. (laughs) I I, I really didn't want to to even have to address this uh, Beauty and the Beast movie. And after some things came up in my personal life, I realized that I probably should. And if you've followed our podcast, uh, you would maybe remember that early on when Carlos and I first started podcasting, we took up the issue of the LGBTQ agenda. And one of the things that we were very adamant about was just pointing out that the LGBTQ agenda is an antichrist agenda, and it is extremely hostile to the the church and so I, I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to those episodes i think we did like four episodes and we actually never even finished the episodes we there, there was so much more to cover both carlos and i just got really tired of talking about it and we wanted to talk about other things but there was some really good stuff on there we, we talked about the 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 bakeries that were being targeted by gay activists um we we t- we talked about a whole bunch of things in there, and one of the things that we we had planned on, on going back and talking about was just what we see going on in the in the Disney realm or in the in the kids animation realm. And at the time, I had mentioned that you know that they wanted to make Elsa from Frozen into a lesbian. That was one of the things that was on their agenda on their list of things to. To, to do and what we see is that they are accomplishing what they're setting out to do now they they're they're aggressive the LGBTQ a, a movement is, is is an aggressive movement and it's a hostile movement and I, I got my wife's permission to to talk about this and I don't mean that in an effeminate way <laughs> anytime a, a man says he got he, he has his wife's permission I, I sort of I sort of laugh at them, but um, the reason I say that is because uh, something came up this week that pertains to my wife, and I asked her if, if it would be okay if if I shared it with our listeners. And another thing about me that you know our listeners would probably already know is that I'm I'm a pretty open book. I, I try to tell it like it is. I, I've shared the the stuff that's going on with my with my family, and uh, so. This is this is just another thing to to really talk about. But earlier this week, or actually, is is about last week, a group of ladies from a a church. Uh, I, I don't want to name the church, but a group of ladies from from a church 
had decided to have a ladies ladies get together, like a ladies night out, you know. And they had decided to they they decided to go see the movie Beauty and the Beast. And so one individual, one of the ladies bought the tickets for everybody and I think there were 20 about 20 ladies that were were going and some of them I mean we've we've known for years and years I mean these are what I would consider uh, faithful Christians and then after the tickets were bought the the individuals uh, she she spent I think over two hundred dollars on on the movie tickets then the bombshell was dropped that that, that there was a gay character in the movie that 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 one of the characters, his his actual character was was a, a homosexual, and when that news came out, my wife and I had a conversation on the phone, and I asked her, I said, "What are you? What are you going to do about it?" I mean, uh, and and um, and she said, "Well, like you know." Um, she she really didn't know, and and I told her I said, well, I don't I don't think that you should go to the, I don't I don't think you should go see the movie, and she responded with, well, that sucks, you know. She had, she had had her heart on seeing the movie, and not not so much because she really loved this movie, but because my wife is a mother of three very young children, <laughs> she doesn't get out of the house very much. And this was an opportunity for her to go to lunch and see 20 other ladies that she hasn't seen in a long time, but that she dearly loves. And she was very disappointed at the fact that, and and on the phone conversation, she said, she said, well, yeah, I know where this is going. Like this sucks. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to get to go. And I struggled with whether or not I should let her go, whether or not I, you know, is it, you know, is it something that's really, that's really out there? Is it something that I, I, I mean, you know, w- would I be compromising if I allowed her to go so that she could see all of these other people? And a lot of the ladies that, that she was going to see, she hasn't seen in, she hasn't seen them in years. And so there's a great opportunity to reconnect with old friends. And so throughout the week, I was, I was really struggling with whether or not you know, am I, am I being legalistic? Is this really that big of a deal? And my wife shared some things with me that some of her concerns were she, she felt like she was going to possibly be the only one who's going to opt out of it and say, well, I'm not going to go. And then I, I, I suppose that she was struggling with how to, how to deal with that. And so what I, what I did was I offered her, I, I said this, I said, well, tell you what, look, I will take you out. You and I will go have a date. We'll get a babysitter, and I'll take you out, and we'll go do something instead of that. And I mean, you know, I, I think that that sort of helped. But th- there was there was a moment when where there was a temptation to compromise and just say, "Well, you know, we already bought the ticket. Let's just go." And what I realized was that at the time my conviction was a little bit stronger than her conviction because I didn't have any, I didn't, you know, these aren't my friends. I'm not, I'm not missing anything. And she really wanted to go. And so I was convicted that no, we, we, you shouldn't go see this movie, but she was wanting to still go. And, and so that, that actually became very difficult because, and what I, what, what I think and Joseph, you can you can sort of tell me what you think about this, but I think one of the most difficult things in, in a marriage, and this will probably come up with raising kids, this will probably come up with with just entertainment and stuff like that. One of the things that I, I think is the most difficult things to walk out is when a couple does have a different conviction about something, or when one person is wanting to compromise or let something slide. And the other person is wanting to hold fast. And so I found myself as a husband struggling with whether or not I should put up a wall, put my foot down and say, no, you're not going to go. Or whether or not I should allow her to, you know, make the decision and operate based off of her own conviction and sort of just tell her, remind her, this is what the Bible says. And this is what 
the word of God says and, and lead her in that in that direction, but leave the decision up to her. And we talked about the kids. We, we, you know, we realized that, no, this is not something that we would allow the kids to see. But then the temptation bega- became, we, we were tempted to sort of treat this as an adult film. Well, okay, the kids can't see it, but we're adults, you know, we, we know that this is, that this is wrong. And so th- that was pretty much the, the struggle with, with everything. And so today I, I just want to tackle what, what is a biblical perspective about this? What, what should Christians do? Should Christians uh, allow their kids to see it? Should uh, Christian adults uh, go see the movie? Um, but Joseph, what do you, uh, what are your thoughts on any of that? Okay, so <clears throat> I, I was I was fortunate enough to be part of the the conversation uh, with you and Carlos, and so um, I think uh, the the decision to me is is, is super clear. Um, so once you identified it as something that um, that is uh, that is not good or sin or that God hates, um, then then it doesn't to me it doesn't take much more than that. Um, and so that, so I, I hold a, probably a stronger position than, than most of it, but it's just, uh, based on, on, I think a simple, straightforward reading of certain texts of scripture. Uh, so for, so for example, I hadn't, uh, spoken to my wife about it, uh, up until you had, uh, had shared that with us. And, um, and then after discussion, I realized I just needed to go have that conversation. So the next day I went over to my wife and told her that we're not watching that movie. Um, because of these reasons, a different approach. Um, the uh, what, it, what it reminds me of uh, is um, was it First uh, Peter three uh, seven. Uh, so uh, you husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone who's weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so your prayers may not be hindered. And so um, living with them in an understanding way, that's the, that's the, the important part. So what it isn't necessarily is, isn't, uh, is, you know, obviously not being belligerent and not, not being short tempered uh, with them, not uh, getting angry because they don't understand right away. The same way they have the, the admonition to, uh, to fear us. And, and it was in the same way that, that uh, Sarah fe- feared Abraham. Um, it was with reverence. I think in that situation, when you can identify uh, what should or shouldn't be done, it, it's uh, the onus is on on the man at that point, the husband, uh, to lead his wife. Um, so just as I wouldn't, um, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna use the shepherd analogy, just as I wouldn't um, tell tell the sheep, as it were, that you go this way and I'll go that way, and I hope you make the right decision. I wouldn't do that with my wife being the weaker vessel. Um, I, I love her. Um, I love her enough to have an uncomfortable conversation for her to be frustrated with me because I have her best interest in mind. Um, fortunately, with my wife, we're, on the, we're we're pretty much on the same page most of the time, um, especially after a discussion. Right. So, you know, we talked about it a little bit and then it made it really clear. And she had a very similar um, for different reasons and probably different tone um, because it wasn't a built up event for my wife. Uh, she wasn't planning on doing this with a group of people or or getting the opportunity to spend time with people she hasn't seen in a while. So she was just like, well, that sucks, but not in that, you know, frustrated as much way. Like, yeah, I get it. And that sucks that it's that way, you know, not, not that, not this is happening to me. So, um, I don't know. It, it, I, I don't have as much of a, with, with entertainment, I think that the, what we run into with this is that, uh, for, uh, American Christianity. And, and I think this is perhaps a, uh, a problem for people who are in more more wealthy places and have more access to these things. Um, it's a uh, it's uh, our one of our idols is is entertainment. What we do uh, when we don't want to think and we just want to stare at something and, and let it come into our minds. Um, and I think that there's a couple of verses that that I kind of hold to on these things. And to be fair to to anybody who's listening, I struggle with this as well. Um, I don't execute this perfectly, but I think the scripture is clear. Um, so uh, I'll reference uh, Psalm 1013. Um, I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work. Those who fall away, it shall not fasten its grip on me. And uh, Psalm 9710, hate evil, you who love the Lord, who preserves the souls of his godly ones. He delivers them, 
from the hand of the wicked. And so, I mean, but just between the two of those, I think that I can eliminate most uh, forms of, uh, of entertainment um, in regards to uh, the, co the content or those who make it. Um, and, and so that makes, that, that would make my life boring if I wasn't busy all the time. Uh, but, um, I don't know. I, 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 a, I, I fall into that. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll watch something and then I'll think about it afterwards and it, and, uh, and maybe I shouldn't have. Um, so I still deal with that, but I think the scripture's clear. So it's, it's a failure on my part, not, not the scripture lacking clarity. Right. Well, I, I told my wife, I said, uh, in the in the first conversation, I said, look, I, I don't know anything about it. I need to find out some information. I need to listen to what others have to say. So people who are smarter, wiser, uh, more established in the faith than I am. And so that's what I did. And I, I listened to Al Mohler. I listened to, uh, I, I read an article by Matt Walsh and a lot of, I don't really remember what uh, I'm trying to remember what Mueller said specifically, but he, he went over uh, what the director said. And, 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 and so what I found was that a lot of people were focusing on kids and admonishing parents not to allow their kids to see this movie. And for obvious reasons, uh, kids are impressionable and, I really, I really believe that the LGBTQ agenda, that, that they're they're focusing specifically on kids because if they can win the next generation, then they will have won. And Joseph, as a matter of fact, you know what? For our listeners, let's. I'm sure that our listeners have already heard this, but let's just go over it again. Do you have the uh, the clip or the uh, from the Washington Post? Uh, if if yeah, you could read that. Yeah, it's a it's it's a quote. Uh, it's a, it to be a direct quotes from uh, Washington Post, um, and it's a uh, Condon is the the one being quoted. Um, it says he says Lafu, who on one day wants to be Gaston, and on another day wants to kiss Gaston. Condon told the magazine, and Josh makes something really subtle and delicious out of it. And that's what has its payoff at the end, which I don't want to give away. But it's nice. But I'm sorry, but it's a nice, exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie. And so this is this is actually a, a historic event. I think that if there was ever a time when parents and Christians would abstain from going or uh, would would refrain from going to a Disney movie. I believe that this this one is it because this is a historic moment. This is the first ever Disney movie in which they have portrayed a character as as homosexual, as as uh, openly gay. And so, I mean, I, I just. In talking to my wife, I, I came to the conclusion that, you know, it wasn't something that we could see. And I, I asked her to pray about it. And she, you know, she, she, she knew, <laughs> she, she knew that she was, she was going to say no. She was going to have to tell the other ladies that she wasn't going to be able to go. But one of the things that, I mean, she's struggling with right now is why, why do we see so many other Christians compromise because it's a difficult thing to have to, st I mean, if, if they collectively and they have their own husbands, I'm, I'm not even going to try to, um, to correct them. If I was ever going to try to correct a, a female's behavior or whatever, I would, I would either go to her father or I would go to her husband. Um, I, I wouldn't step outside that covering. I don't think that's wise, um, especially uh, especially in this in this situation or in this context. But they have their own husbands, and you know their husbands are going to lead them. But you know, one of the things that my wife is is struggling with is why do you see 
so many Christians compromising? Why do you see so many Christians? They're not. They're not with with us on on boycotting Target. They're not with us on uh, on you know holding the line and and they're they're not with us on on saying no we're not gonna we're not gonna go and see this this movie and i'm I'm just wondering is this is this reflective of a downgrade within within church culture where we are allowing the world to creep in and I think that's one of the things that my wife was struggling with the most is there may be a couple of other people who are going to say, uh, you know, that they they're not going to go see the movie, but for the most part, as as it stands right now, we're under the impression that they're all still going to go see the movie, and I think that's that, that's one of the things that my wife was was struggling with, and and quite frankly, I'm bewildered by. Well, I think part of the part of the reason there, um, I mean, there's a few things. Uh, the um, so I, I I got a chance to teach on the other night on the um, on the perilous soils, and the the is the third soil the soil with the um, with the weeds that choke it up uh, the cares of this world is the scary one, right? Because for all intents and purposes it grows just like the good soil does. Um, it does it. The wind doesn't uh, take it out, and the and the sun doesn't burn it away. In fact, it seems to be feeding that. But because of its it's care for the world, the deceitfulness of riches, um, it, it's choked out and produces no fruit, uh, no fruit that comes to maturity uh, um, is, is how you can see it one way and the other one is uh, that, that that perseveres. Um, large in general is just that that's most uh, of modern evangelical Christianity. Um, and so I don't, uh, if somebody's, um, I don't assume on people based on just a profession that they're, that they're believers or just that they show up on a regular basis. Um, my, my, so that's, that's part of it. The other part is that, um, like the, the lack of leadership as far as husbands are concerned. Um, I don't think that, uh, that, um, and it's not like everybody can't do better at this, or maybe there's somebody out there who does it perfectly, um, as perfect as we can do, but, um, but we in, in general need to be better about, uh, shepherding our, our family, right? Um, talking to our children about God and who he is, um, what he demands, his perfections, his, his attributes, um, depending on who you're reading, um, or, or talking to our, our wives about these things, about what we're doing, what's going on in our lives, and, and sharing our thoughts on, on what, what's, what's well to do, and not, not in just a way of I'm curious as to what you have to think, but I'm, but I'm watching out for you. Um, and I think there's, there's too much of this emasculated um, American Christianity where uh, we we feel bad for doing the right thing um, because uh, because it makes us out to be a brute um, if we if we make demands uh, where as a leader you're expected to uh, get, for lack of a better way of putting a give order so so what I'm not saying is uh, order around your wife what I am saying is when when you see um, danger uh, you warn them of it and and, and thankfully uh, one of the differences between um, you know, me being on the street doing evangelism and me having my wife who's right in front of me is I can, according to scripture, I can tell her this is what we're doing or what we're not doing. And somehow the culture has infiltrated on that level uh, in regards to husbands leading their wives. Um, and so and so the question there is, uh, why aren't the husbands leading the wives? Uh, what are the husbands doing in regards to um, the the work of, of the saints? Or, are they, are they, are they, are they uh, renewing their mind? Um, are they sanctified? Are they being sanctified in truth, um, or 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 are we are we missing that there too, and we're just assuming it? Yeah, uh, one of the things that you touched on was the role of the husband, and I think you know that that's really what I struggled with this week was uh, because. <laughs> I, and for the, it's weird because my wife and I are, are are usually on the same page, and so for the first time, in in really a long, long time, there was a struggle as to what what should we do, and 
the the thing that I kept going back to, and I, I mentioned this uh, in our earlier episodes. Uh, I, I've referenced this before, but you see in the Garden Garden of Eden that, that God gives the, the word to Adam. He tells Adam not to eat of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then the serpent comes to Eve, and the serpent tempts Eve, and... In uh, Genesis 3, verse 6, uh, it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her. This is just so profound because, first of all, we, we know that God spoke directly to Adam. It was his job to cover his wife. And so the serpent comes to Eve. And it's amazing that that after God tells Adam explicitly, if you eat of this tree, you will die. Well, we obviously know that that fruit is no good. But it says that, that Eve saw that the tree was good for food. So th- my question is, how is it that Eve was able to look upon that tree and see that it was good for food in light of the fact that God had already said, this will kill you. Well, the only way that Eve could have looked at the fruit, looked at the tree and saw that it was good was if if she was, if she was failing to look at that tree in light of God's word. And that's exactly what happened is that, is that Eve failed to look at that tree in the light of God's word. And I believe that that's a lot of times what what we do as believers, what we do as Christians. We we can look at something and we can think, well, that's good. And I, I've seen so many Christians do this. They look at something like homosexuality and they'll say, well, they love each other. That's good. And, and essentially, they're doing exactly this. They're failing to look at look at whatever it is that they are affirming, or whatever it is that they're that they are justifying. They're failing to look at that in the light of God's word because God's word is clear about the the issue of homosexuality, and and so then, just going back to this uh, verse six in Genesis three, it says uh, that it was a delight to the eyes. Well, entertainment is a delight. It's it's fun, and w- what is astonishing is that you see that she eats the fruit. And then it says, uh, and she also gave to her husband who was with her. So Adam was, was with her the entire time that this was happening. And what he does is he completely neglects his responsibility as her husband. And, I mean, knowing that God has said you will die, he allows her to eat of, of the, the fruit. And... and what he should have done was he should have taken a boulder and crushed the head of the serpent. But instead what he does, he's just, he's so negligent. He, he did not see his wife as, as one who is precious to, to, to guard and to protect. And this, this is what I, I had to tell my wife was that you're, you're precious to me. I, I don't want you to go see this. I, 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 I believe that there is an antichrist agenda behind this. This is a deliberate move by Disney to to conform the culture to the world or to conform the church to the world. And if you if you go and, and you look at what God's word says about this, it's it's abundantly clear. God says that homosexuality is an abomination, that it's a sin. And so here we have a movie that is that is exalting it that is that that is glorifying it that is presenting it as something that is good and i don't think that christians are going to say well yeah i i think homosexuality is good now but i don't think that that so, so the compromise looks like this well i don't think it's that bad or i i don't i don't really think it's that big of a deal and I'm I'm just thinking if if you would look at this in, in the light of God's word, you would be convicted. You would you would see this as a big deal. You would you you would refrain from it. That that was that was my appeal. And so throughout the week, I, I was I was tempted with okay. So 
I don't, I don't want to just be, you know, legalistic. I don't want to just be uh, shutting everything down, but I, I can't come away with anything other than if you just, if you look at what God's word says, you will recognize that, that this is no good and that, that you should stay away from this. Um, Joseph, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there's a, <clears throat> so I mean, so this has been coming up in, in some conversations. And so we, we're, we're probably not short on, on things to talk about with it. You've got some people saying, you know, well, uh, you know, you know, there's, there's things like that in the Bible. So why can't we watch it over here? If we can, we can, you know, if we can read it in the Bible. Uh, because like for, for an entertainment type thing, I would say if your kids shouldn't watch it, you probably shouldn't watch it as an adult. Um, and, and so somebody always says, well, that stuff's in the Bible. And, and I say, well, the Bible's not entertainment. It's the word of God and it's profitable for, for making, making the man of God perfect. Um, there's a part of the Bible I would not read to my children because it's the word of God. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple chapters in, in, in um, Proverbs I read through faster uh, about adultery because I was I was have a, I was concerned about that conversation and she caught that towards the end of it and it led to a good conversation but um, but yeah you, you can't make that analogy um, it's the, the the scripture you can't look at you can't say well it's in here so we can watch it there um, those are two totally different things uh, the, the word of God's supposed to to be uh, for us in a way that's beneficial to us that out there is from the world of the evil. Uh, one, um, and you can't compare the two. I think to, to compare the two is to not understand really uh, what the word of God is. It's almost like a justification in that way. But, um, but yeah, it's, a, it's, you know, it, it, you know, people, people cry legalism a lot of times when, when they want to keep on doing what they're doing that doesn't comport with the word of God. Um, a friend of mine um, once told me, uh, we were talking about holiday type stuff and he said it's not a he said the same thing it's not a hill I, i'm i'm willing to die on and i said well I, I i suppose i am and he goes there's a lot of hills you'll die on and i said no sir I, there's a, there's only one hill i'm willing to die on and that's truth um it just happens to be attacked from a lot of sides hmm. and so so when it comes to this is what the truth is um i will i will die on that hill um i don't think that the one one part of God's word is less precious than another. And so I'm not going to pick those things. And so I typically come off as uh, not typically, but sometimes I come off as somebody who um, somebody accused me the other day of saying, if not exactly the way you do, you, you're, you're going to say they're an unbeliever and that's not true. Um, but because I was defending uh, having the same God as it being important in regards to fellowship and whether or not somebody's a Christian, um, they, they took that approach and that was, but that's the same as the cry to legalism. Uh, you're too narrow minded, but narrow is the way. Um, and so, um, uh, the, 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 the scary, the, the, here's the, here's the horrible part is that like the majority of these conversations that are being had, uh, in regards to this have no scripture in them. It's all about human wisdom or a matter of how somebody feels about it. Well, well, here's the, here's the, 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 the problem with that is that the heart is evil and wicked and deceitful and we can't trust it. And, and um, when the, you know, the, the a fool does what's right in his own eyes every time in, in judges, they did what was right in their own eyes. It was, that was the bad part. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't lean on our own understanding, um, but in all our ways, acknowledge him. Right. And so if we're not using scripture to make these decisions, if we're just going to try to like weigh it out based on our on our on our own philosophies, and then have, uh, and and then and then go go always go to the ones that let us do what we want, and never look at the ones that that prevent us from doing things that harm us because they are sinful or full of sin, or that there is um, there's evil in it, um, then then we're going to look like the world because maybe we are it, um, and that's that's the thing that always scares me. Is that um, and so so I'm not I'm not as concerned for somebody who struggles with it. I'm concerned for somebody who always runs towards what permits them to do um, the thing and never weighing out whether or not this should be bad because of these other things and 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 cries for the matter of conscience um, every time they want to do what they want to do. You know, on that point, one of the things that I guess 
came up was whether or not this this was a conscience issue, uh, like a, a matter of personal conviction. And my my thinking is this: if you're not convicted by something like this, I think that might be a deficiency in you. I I don't know how else to say it, but it's almost like at what point do you do you say? I mean, so the the murderer who who murders may not feel convicted. Okay, well, so what? It's still wrong. It's objectively, morally, wicked. So why, if you're a professing Christian and you've been a, a professing Christian for 10, 15 years or whatever, why, why are you not convicted about something like this? That, that God absolutely hates this behavior and it's being flaunted, glorified, exalted uh, as, as something that is, that is wonderful and good. So I'm just wondering if, if there's a sort of a, a disconnect here between what people should be thinking and what they're actually thinking. And then the other thing is you, you, uh, I think earlier you, you had mentioned um, just reading through Psalms or whatever with your kids and, and going a little bit fast. I actually ran into a, a difficult situation because my, my oldest, my four-year-old, he loves angry birds. He thinks they're they're awesome, and he likes the the game Angry Birds and stuff like that. And uh, we had decided uh, maybe a couple of months ago to uh, go through Amazon Prime to to get the movie the the Angry Birds movie. And we I let him watch it uh, I think once, and then another time I was doing some work on the computer, and I was sitting there and I was watching it. And I noticed that the that the yellow bird in that movie was very effeminate, and it was a boy. It was a boy bird, and it was very effeminate. And then uh, during uh, one part in, in the movie, there's there's an eagle or whatever I don't know, but the the yellow bird has fantasies about the uh, the eagle, who's a male. And I realized that okay, this this is. This bird, by by all appearances, they didn't come out and say that he's gay, but he's he's a male bird fantasizing about another male bird, and he's he, he's effeminate. And it was really interesting because my wife pointed out to me after we had this conversation that it's the same actor who plays LeFou in Beauty and the Beast, and so I, and he plays Olaf uh, in in. Um, in that snow movie, whatever it is, I I forget um, the snowflake movie. Um, that's Frozen. not a Frozen, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was a snowflake movie. People were probably going to think that they made a movie about liberals. Um, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> so um, it's the same actor and. So we had decided that we weren't going to allow him to see it. We just we th there's uh, I think cartoon uh, like a, a series of of cartoons of Angry Birds, and so we just let him watch that. But the actual official movie that came out in theaters, we we said no, um, and and that was it. He he forgot about it. But then he went to his grandparents' house and they put that movie on for him, and so. Then he he said something about you know uh, that, that he saw it and my wife actually had to had to to talk to him about why we can't see that movie why why we don't want him to watch that movie and I'm thinking about how do we how do we communicate this to our son who's four and my wife uh, just she, she has a lot of uh, a lot of grace and, and understanding with with where he's. He's at in his development. Uh, she's she's a pediatric nurse, and I, I just thank God for my wife because um, she's basically said, "Well, the yellow bird acts like a girl, and that's that's a sin. That's wrong. Boys are should should act like boys, and girls should act like girls." And then we we went to uh, my my son is going to be we're, we're going to be homeschooling, and and so we're going to be doing this program called uh, Classical Conversations. And we meet with other homeschoolers every every Monday, 
and so we're, we're checking out the program he's going to start next next year uh and we went to to visit and he got to participate and one of the things that they do is a little presentation so the the kids will get up and they'll they'll talk about something and they'll present on something and so they they and everybody there was awesome so this isn't a knock on them but they asked uh they asked my son they're like oh do you want to present and he had his little angry bird toys with them like uh, three little characters and they asked him they said um why don't you just tell us about that and he says well this is angry birds and uh, and uh some of the other kids got excited and they were like oh oh i love angry birds oh yeah i, I saw the movie and then another kid's like yeah i saw the movie too i have the movie and, uh, <laughs> and then my son, he, he says, uh, he says, yeah, that movie's bad because the yellow bird acts like a girl. And <laughs> um, he says that to all the other kids. And I, I was like, you know, I, I don't know if it's something that, that their parents just, I mean, th these are, I think these are, these are godly Christian parents. And I think that it's probably just something that they didn't recognize or that they didn't know. But, um, you, you know, my wife, it made my wife and I realize that we are going to have to screen everything that we put in front of our kids. We're going to have to filter it. We're going to have to watch it. We're going to have to make sure because there's, there's a move in the LGBTQ agenda or movement to desensitize children to the, the, the gay agenda. And you put it in front of kids enough and, and you desensitize them. And I, I remember when I was a kid coming out of a movie, you know, you, you talk about, Hey, did you see this part? Did you see that part? And you know, kids want to, they, they want to be the superhero. They want to be whatever it is that they, that they see on TV or they, they, they fall in love with the characters. And so there's a, there's clearly an agenda to desensitize children to these things and my wife and i like i was really proud when when he he stood there in front of the other kids and and said you know that movie's bad because the yellow bird acts like a girl or whatever <laughs> and uh I, I was really proud of him but you know it just it was it was pretty eye-opening to me that as, as a parent i need to be vigilant to to guard my my child to guard his heart and his mind uh, so that so that he's not conformed to to the culture and that he's not desensitized. I mean that, that's you know the that's one of the benefits of homeschool is being able to to uh, control those things a little bit more. Um, you know, and then also you know who your kids are around is is important. I mean, my one of the biggest things for for homeschooling for me was that um, I felt like I was playing triage uh, every evening when my daughter got home. Um, and I couldn't keep up. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, the, the other children that she had in her class had more sway. Uh, she'd be more willing to call me a liar um, and to believe what they had to say about something uh, that wasn't true. And uh, it was just su such a, such a blessing um, in, in that way, at least um, to be able to, for my wife to be able to, to start homeschooling her and I help um, when I'm home and I can but it's a, you know, but the, the thing we can't, uh, I mean, we can't let our guard down for anything. That's the scary, I mean, that's the hard part, right? We can't let our guard down for anything. I went to a private Christian school from fifth to eighth grade. And I don't like, like thinking back, I mean, um, I'm sure everybody there uh, thought they were a Christian, but I, I can think of like maybe one or two people there that, that lived it out and, and so much of how they behaved and treated other people. Um, but we all, we all, we're all sure of it. You know, I'm, I'm sure we all prayed at something at some point in time, um, and, and believed it, but, um, but I, I can't, I, I've just have been exposed to so many people who say they believe in God and have no reverence for his name or rever or, or hatred for things that he hates say that they have those compassions for him, uh, that they're willing to compromise for, uh, their brother, their sister, or their mother, um, before uh, fighting for truth uh, in Christ. And, and he made that explicitly clear in, in regards to um, what the terms were. Um, but we, but we could be, because we, we have uh, a lot of people anyways, have this lenient version 
um, of God who doesn't mean what he says when he makes his demands. Um, we have a lot of, you know, and, and, and you're a horrible person for pointing out that somebody might not be meeting that. Um, then, then we have a culture of people who, who a lot of them for no biblical reason, um, they, they think that we're, that we're, that they're believers. And so I just, I'm always, I'm always really, I mean, so this isn't to say like every, you know, to, to reject the notion of all the people who, you know, may have let their kids watch whatever. This, this isn't really an attack in that way, but it's just a, it's, um, don't assume those things. Um, you know, don't, you know, like, I mean, having, having those kinds of conversations, like I have to have conversations with my mom every now and then in regards to, um, you know, this is what we do or don't do, or this is what we say or don't say, or this is what we watch and don't watch. Because at the end of the day, um, I'm responsible for the raising of my child. And I love my mom enough to tell her that, that she's wrong in, in exposing her to this or that. And it's not like there's any kind of major gross negligence or error, but, uh, but I really care about what goes into my daughter's mind. Um, and, and I care about what, um, you know, how she's treated or what she sees in adults around her. Um, so much that I, that I'll talk to my mom about stuff and, you know, try to be as gentle as possible. She's a, she's, um, a little bit more emotional than I am. So, so I have to be a little bit more careful and I love her a lot. Um, but, uh, but my responsibility is, is to my, my wife and my children. And so I have to, I have to be vigilant in those things. So I just, we, we can't let up. We can't, uh, we don't have down moments. We don't have relaxing moments, uh, when we're dealing with, um, shepherding our families. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you do you think that Christians have lost the culture or are losing the cultural battle? I think if you're making a battle with a culture, you've already lost. Um, so, uh, so should we be mindful of it? Yes. Can we be ignorant and completely ignore it? No. I think John the Baptist was very much paying attention to what Herod did, and he wasn't fighting for the culture. He was fighting against sin, right? Um, you know, that, that apparently was acceptable at that time because there were no negative ramifications uh, for what he did other than um, a, a man of God calling him out in public. Uh, but, um, but I don't think that we, I think that if you're asking, maybe I'm uh, responding to the question wrong. If you're asking um, whether or not we were losing the, the, um, the struggle in so much of internally in the church and we're, uh, becoming more like the culture. I think that there's there, there's a few churches in uh, Revelation um, that match that fit. Um, I think that if we uh, if we say that that's true, that it's one of two things happening, either on us or on that local body uh, for those things coming, or it's just um, it's just exposing people maybe who to uh, who have a profession but don't have possession of faith. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that the, uh, you know, I think that we, I think we, that us being lenient on, uh, on these things, us not speaking up about these things only helps, uh, to, um, to grow the problem. Um, and, and not, and, and not that any, but I don't think anybody who has these concerns, at least not in this way, wants to like go around to everyone and say, you know, hey, you're not a Christian because you like to do this or you like to do that, or hey, you need to follow these rules. And and I don't think I don't think anybody who who's looking at this with a with a biblical worldview is, is coming at it in that direction. I think it's really um, this is what Scripture says, and this is what God says honors Him and doesn't honor Him. And and I'm concerned because you seem to uh, uh, be enjoying things that dishonor Him specifically. Um, and I and I want to know how you can do that. Um, how, how does that work? How, how do you say you believe this and you love him, but you love what he hates? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, as a matter of fact, that reminds me, uh, Joseph, did you by any chance see that guy that called out Len Pettis this, uh, this last week uh, for, I guess, Len had put up something about how he saw the Wolverine movie and he sort of praised it, but that he wouldn't recommend it. Did you catch any of that? You're talking about the Greg Smith one? Yeah. Is that his name? Let me look at it. 
So Lynn, Lynn got called out this week, or was it this week? <laughs> Look, I, I, I love Lynn, but I think this was pretty hilarious. Uh, sinful content and bloody blasphemous pornographic media entertainment. I doubt you will ever see this debate. And then um, see that they, he tagged the picture where Lynn said, uh, then get busy with, the lo with your log, sir. And uh, Greg Smith replied, uh, Len Pettis, how would you like to debate me on this, Len? Anytime, any place, I will bury you in the name of Jesus right in front of everybody. I dare you. Bring a friend, bring 10, I'll bury them too. <laughs> oh, this is funny. This is, this is funny. Len, I'm sorry, this is funny um, that, <laughs> that this happened. Uh, and, I don't think, like, okay, look, so if, if somebody's going to call you out for something like this, I mean, we're talking about the Disney thing. If somebody's going to call you out on something like this, then uh, if you're going to say, like, that the other person has a log in their eye, and, and obviously I can't see the, the, whole, the whole thing because it's just a screenshot, but if you're going to say that somebody has a log in their eye, you actually have to, I think, identify what that log is. And I see a lot of Christians sort of use this uh, passage of scripture, they, they just rip it out of context. And so if, if somebody is saying, hey, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this, then it's like, well, take the log out of your eye, sir, or, you know, you have a log in your eye. And it's like, okay, well, what's the log in my eye? That, that means that I'm, I'm basically being hypocritical right now. I'm, I'm being a hypocrite. So what is the log in my eye that I should take out that, that you're seeing? And and then I'll I'll take it out and then I'll I'll come back to you and we'll have the same conversation. I'll come back to you and so that's what's really funny. It's like okay, so like let's say I do have a log in my eye. Well, okay, then I'm just gonna go away. I'm gonna take the log out of my eye and then I can come back to you and we can have the same conversation about what you're doing and the fact that it's actually wrong. But first, you actually have to point out that I have a log in my eye. So I don't know. If you're I, saying, I'm telling somebody they have a log in their eye, you're telling somebody they're sinning, and, and you can't actually do that without evidence. Otherwise, you're sinning by slandering them. Right, right, yeah. Um, you know, I got to say, like, with this, like, I haven't seen the movie, the Wolverine movie, but just based off of what Greg Smith is saying, I think I'm probably not going to see it. And uh, I I don't know. I'm, I'm reading through this. I think that's hilarious. The, uh, I'll bury you, bring a friend, bring 10, I'll bury them too. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, let me see. Let me, let me read you know, through if, some if, of if this. You think, if you think back to about how like Luther wrote to some of his opponents, that seems pretty tame. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So he was challenging him to, to debate, right? You read through, through everything. Tell me about that. There's going to be well, a debate that's going to take place. Well, no. Well, so the funny thing was, and he points it out in the thread, um, that there was a poll that was up. Uh, I think um, Jeff Maples maybe put it up. And, uh, and it said, uh, you know, who wants to see this debate happen? And you had 15 people, and I'll admit, I was one of the people that typed yes. That, would say, that said they wanted to see it, and then all of a sudden the poll is gone. Um, and so and he points that out, and it says, you know, let, let the conclusions, whatever you want to come to them. So... You know, maybe Jeff pulled it because he thought it was a bad idea to have posted it, or maybe somebody else pulled it. Who knows? We can't we can't assume. Um, but um, but I think that at that point it's a it's I don't know it's it's out there it's open and I think it's actually a, a topic worthy of discussing. It just seems like it's really uncomfortable for one side and the other person um, has scripture on their side. So yeah, so it was at least fifteen to one. Yeah, okay, I see that now. And uh, I'm I'm trying to see what was what what did Len say say to this? What was his um, uh... last warning? Stop trolling. Um, so I guess uh, calling somebody out is trolling. Um, I, I didn't I, honestly. It didn't seem like there was anything that was specific. Like what well, usually what we call trolling um, is somebody just picking like an awkward topic to to start a fight. Uh, like like a really good example um, in in the Bible that we mean that. Um, like the, the group is probably Bruce Zidlow. Um, that would be what I would think of uh, as trolling, everything turning into you need to know that you need to know that you're saved because you were baptized. Um, so and, and, and his confessional Lutheran um, 
um, things like that's like he always interjecting. Doesn't matter what the conversation's about. He's always interjecting those things and then turns into that argument. Um, that's trolling. This seems to be like this is a, a very very poignant and direct. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, confrontation uh, might not be the right word, but um, but a challenge. There we go. And uh, and so it's not. I I, I can't. I can't, that, that doesn't make any sense. It seems like just being defensive and not wanting to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm seeing that under one of these comments, I mean, there's like 57 comments and uh, it doesn't look like Lynn was really taking it too well, but uh, Hey, I'm, I'm for this debate taking place. Greg Smith. I, I think I'm, I'm with you on not seeing the movie, but I wanted to make an appeal to Christians to, to not, pay money to go see this crap uh the the verse that that i always go back to in uh romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 it says i appeal to you therefore brothers by the mercies of god to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your spiritual worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the good, what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So th there's so much in that verse to unpack. Um, don't be conformed to this world. Uh, how are you transformed by the renewing of your mind? It's, it's through the word of God. You have in part the mind of Christ in the scriptures. And by by testing these things with scripture, you, you can discern what is the will of God. And, and um, I, I just, I don't believe that Christians should, I don't, I don't believe that, that Christians should allow their kids to see this. I think that there is harm that it would desensitize their kids uh, to, to the things that God hates, that God wants us to not partake in. And, I don't think that Christian adults should see this movie. And I know that a lot of, a lot of us, we, we grew up in the eighties and nineties, uh, my generation. So, you know, it's, it's, these are the movies that we grew up in, grew up with, but there's, there's an agenda. There's, there's a movement to, to reshape the culture, to reshape the, the culture and, and, and to sweep away the church of course, we know that that's not going to happen. We know that, that Jesus has established his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But what's what's so interesting about that verse is that the church in, in the content in what Jesus is saying is that the church is the one that is is on the march. The church is the one that is on the move. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. So that the church is going to burst through the gates of hell. We are the antagonists. In that statement, we are we are the ones who are who are marching out to to meet the culture, to meet the strongholds that Satan has erected, to to reach people for the gospel. And I, I believe that this is an this is an opportunity to reach people for the gospel, to to tell them why God doesn't God doesn't approve of these things, and to to give them the hope that is in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. Uh, I'm not wanting to condemn anybody for for seeing this movie. I think that Christians can can make mistakes, that they can that they can err, that they can be undiscerning. I really wish that pastors would talk about these things a little bit more. And and I I see that there's 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 often a silence from the pulpit regarding some of these things. And I I, I mean, if you have pastors come out and say don't see this movie it's it's garbage the the people that go to that church a, a lot of them are going to 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 really run with that they're they're going to hear that and say okay well my pastor says not to uh and everybody's making a big deal about the shack i, I don't even want to talk about the shack i think the shack is I, I don't even i have no desire to talk about that i think that movie is crap i if, if you're a Christian, I think, the, I think the theology gals had that one covered. Yeah, yeah, they they took that one up. So good for them. <laughs> I, I don't want to see it. I, 
it's almost it's almost Joseph it's almost as if it's like you should know that this is horrible <laughs> you should know that this is garbage why do I like you should be discerning enough to realize that you shouldn't go see this and and so that I mean that's why the the, the word here, here's here's part of the problem is the word church uh, means for those who are called out right and so you're not going to be able to tell what's what's going on even if if you're not actually called out um, you're you're not going to have any spiritual discernment because you're not going to be spiritual person um, and so so that that explains a lot of it um, not all of it but a lot of it um, that the the other part of it is you know people. Um, I, I just go back to maybe maybe this is a personal thing. I go back to my to my when I when I came to faith, I and I cried out to God. I realized immediately that if I uh, I'm going to ask anything from Him, I need to know what He wants from me, um, and nobody wants to know what God wants from them. And my concern there is just that that like it, it really is. It really just blows my mind that we're having these kinds of conversations about things about people who, who profess to be Christians. Uh, it, this is something that you know obviously wouldn't happen in, in the time of the Puritans. Um, I think I think they would have beaten you. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you you look at how far we've come, where now it's it's a, and I the the reason that I mean I shared the story with my wife is or sh- shared with with our listeners the story uh, about my wife and I is because. At the end of it, I was just thinking, why are we even, why are we even having this conversation? This is so, this is so black and white. This is so obvious, and we're, we're, you know, we're, we're tempted to, I think, compromise in so many ways. And and so, I, I would just encourage people to to keep reforming in the light of God's word. To go back to God's word and see what what these things say. Um, I, I believe that if Christians really did operate out of a, a conviction in, in the light of God's word, that, that we really could uh, that we really could see an effect in, in the culture and uh, and more specifically within the church. So okay. really quick, there's two things I want to I want to say just just to, at least to, in, in a way of plea. Um, lean not on your own understanding. Um, you, you said it, um, when, when you were, uh, a moment ago, it's the scripture. If you can't make an argument and uh, based, based on, um, the whole of scripture, not just the, the verse that, that makes you feel better about what you're doing, the whole of scripture and taking it into account, uh, then you should, you shouldn't be arguing anything. Um, the, no, no, know the scripture and trust God that he knows what's right and stop dialoguing about this as if we can think through the solution to this apart from God. Amen. Yeah. Um, well, everybody, if uh, you would like to email us about this or email us about anything else, our email address is semper.reformanda.radio at gmail.com. And with that, we will check you next week. God bless. Don't see that movie. This podcast is a member of the Bible Thumping Wingnut Network. All right, welcome everybody to another podcast episode with Semper Reformanda Radio. Hi, welcome to Theology Gals. Welcome everyone to the Logical Belief Ministries podcast. Well, welcome to the School of Biblical Hermeneutics. Welcome everybody to Grappling with Theology. What is going on, guys? Shine as lights coming at you. Well, welcome to Slick Answers. Good evening and welcome to Conversations from the port. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bible Thumping Wingnut Podcast. The Bible Thumping Wingnut Network. Ten podcasts, one network. Check them out. BibleThumpingWingnut.com.